This is 680 CJOB. It's the weekend and you're listening to the main ingredient. You know, I really love the Winnipeg Jets being in the playoffs, but I swear it's aged me 10 years in the last two weeks. I'm so desperate for them to win, it's driving me totally crazy. But I digress. This is a food show, so let's talk about food. Gianti Sharma from Salisbury House is on the second half of the show, but up first in studio is food blogger Amanda Cortez from Peppers and Pennies to give us some tips on how to save money when food shopping. So, Amanda, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. What have you been up to, man? Oh my goodness, what haven't I been doing? I've been traveling, been cooking, started a new job, keeping busy. You are busy. So why don't we remind people who heard you and those who did not hear you (laughs) last time who you are and what you do. Well, maybe one of the things you do, because I know you got like 50 hats. (laughs) (laughs) I do keep busy. Um, So I'm Amanda Cortens and I run the blog Peppers and Pennies. So I'm a frugal food blogger. I like to share food, recipes, and inspiration to save money in the kitchen and just to eat well. Why do you do it? Ooh, all the fame and fortune, that's for sure. <laughs> like, you, you, were, you were doing it anyway, right? I'm doing it anyway. You know what? I just wanted a hobby, and this was a great way to be creative and do something fulfilling and connect with Winnipeggers and everyone else who just loves food. Build mm-hmm. a community around that. It's mm-hmm. been fun. It's a ton of work, eh? It's a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like work when you're having fun. It doesn't feel like work when you're having fun. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> All right, so one thing I'm always amazed about is the pictures and stuff on your blog. You actually take those pictures, and they look quite awesome. I do. That's I, a, that's the work. That right? is the work. That is work. Actually, it's the food styling, I think, is more of more demanding right? to make like a stew or like ground beef mm-hmm. look good mm-hmm. and how the colors match and how to get that all going. But yeah, I shoot in a homemade light box. Again, I'm super cheap, so I don't have any <laughs> real <laughs> photography equipment. So I literally have a box from Home, De- Home Depot that has holes cut in it with sheets and lamps from Walmart <laughs> with high wattage bulbs just pointing into it. I, it's nothing professional, but it works. See, but you're sitting here laughing at yourself. But if people saw the pictures, they would never guess that. A, you're from Winnipeg. Woo-hoo. So people from Winnipeg are listening and they're like, yeah. right on. <laughs> and B, it doesn't look, the end result looks awesome. Yes. Well, thank right? you. I've you know? come a long way since the blog launched almost three years ago. If you mm-hmm. go into my archives, they're a little cringeworthy, but um, definitely making some progress there. Well, your cringeworthy ones are like 10 times better than mine. So <laughs> whatever. All right. So let's talk about some of your articles. Let's talk about one of your, of your articles in particular. Yes. A frugal kitchen, rules for saving money and eating well. Rules to live by. Rules to live by. <laughs> That's like the theme of your uh, of your website, right? So besides the obvious advantages, mm-hmm. uh, advantage which is saving money, what other advantages are there to being frugal in the kitchen? The number one thing is it forces you to be creative. It makes you step outside of your comfort zone and you can create food or you can create a dish that you never would have thought before. Um, and you're not just saving money in the kitchen if you're saving money in the kitchen. That Those savings will fold over into the rest part of your life, right? I mean, maybe you can afford a vacation now. Maybe you can put money towards your kid's school, or maybe you can buy those pair of shoes you really want. So there's a lot of benefits to being mindful about what you're eating and making sure that you're not blowing your budget on it. Um, but I love how being cautious of what I'm eating and what I'm choosing to serve um, has made me be more creative and I can create dishes and have that confidence going in saying, I only have eggs and peppers and what have you, and I can make a dish with that without hesitation. Did you grow up like this? Is this a family thing? My, I grew up like in Manitoba housing. I um, 
we had nothing growing mm-hmm. up, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just the mentality that I had growing up. Actually, you appreciate things a lot more. I appreciate things. It was never explicitly told to me that this is how it was. It was just through observation or comparison between my family and my friends' family, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. It's actually a good trade, let me tell you. Yeah. All right. So in the article, you have four main tips for a frugal kitchen. So let's go over them. The all first right. one being, I love this one too, embrace the fridge dump. Yes, the fridge dump is key. Usually that's Friday or Saturday and you're too lazy or can't afford to go grocery (laughs) shopping and you're hungry and you haven't any formal meal plans. And there's always, if you're fortunate enough, there's always going to be some food in your pantry or in your fridge that at first glance may not go together. There's not a clear meal. There's no chicken thighs and and sweet potatoes in the fridge, right? It's just a mishmash of whatever. Everybody's got that. Everybody has Everybody. And it takes, again, like I said before, a little bit of confidence and a little bit of creativity, but you can make a well-rounded meal out of that. Your protein doesn't have to come from meat. You you can use canned and frozen vegetables, the stuff that you ignore that's in the back of the pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid. And not every meal has to be Instagram worthy. That's another thing, right? The fridge dump meals, the stir fries that you throw together, the Buddha bowls, or just the breakfast for dinner that you're serving the main goal is really to get your food in your belly so mm-hmm. you can go along with your day. Um, and don't put the pressure on yourself to have to put a five-star meal out every day. I don't have that pressure, no. believe me. Good. Tell <laughs> you, man. I couldn't even if I Unrealistic. Unrealistic. All right. So number two is eat seasonally. And I, I read this one and I thought this is super smart. Right. So I think we all know about what produce is more affordable at what times of year, but you have to think about the other factors involved than just the cost of food. I mean, it's huge, but... Do you really want to be making a soup that you have to boil on the stove for 20 minutes when you're going to heat up the house? And are you really going to want to eat that in the middle of summer, too, with your leftovers? Or are mm-hmm. you going to end up throwing that out or put it in the freezer and it get freezer burned? And then you're wasting food and therefore wasting money. So there are a reason that we eat stews and soups in the winter and then we like to barbecue or eat fresh salads in the summer. It's not just because that food is more readily available. It suits the season and we're not paying extra in hydro or we're not not feeling like the dish because you don't need something warm or cool that day. Don't be afraid to swap. Don't be afraid to swap. Again, this comes with a little confidence and a little bit of education uh, or in creativity on your end. But if you if you see a recipe, and this is all food bloggers hate to say this, but if you see a recipe and you go, mm, that doesn't sound quite right to me, you can switch it up. Totally. It's not It's not written in stone. It's not written in Change stone. Change and make it your way, right? Just a nobody like me wrote it down one day, and <laughs> now you're eating it. So, But there is a difference between changing a recipe drastically mm-hmm. and changing it to suit your needs. Right. So example that I love to talk about is swapping out my proteins and my meats, right? As much as we all love ground beef, ground chicken, ground turkey, those are the three most expensive I love all Brownies, those things. Right? So you can throw them in, with, mix them with anything and they work. You can mix them with anything, yeah. but why not cut out half that ground beef for ground pork? I yeah, mean, and it's cheap. It's, it's, it's so cheap. You can yeah. get it for like $3 a pound at Miller's. Like, it's so affordable mm-hmm. and it's going to give the dish a little bit of a different flavor profile. Yep. But why not try that? Why not explore? If something says ground turkey, you can sub it for ground pork. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but Amanda has a lot to say when it comes to food. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to return with food blogger Amanda Cortez from Peppers and Pennies when the main ingredient returns. Welcome back to the main ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. If you like to save money while food shopping, today's show is for you. Food blogger Amanda Cortez from Peppers and Pennies has tips to keep more money in your wallet. 
Skip the chain store. Yes. Right. You want to be mindful about where you're purchasing your pantry products or your... um, You want to be mindful about where you're purchasing all your food, all your ingredients. Right. So it's really easy to skip on down to Walmart, get your meat, get your dairy, get your breads, get your pasta and your canned veggies and get out of there. But is it the most affordable option? Probably not. Um, In Winnipeg, we are so fortunate to have a lot of independent retailers. Lots. So many. And they're passionate. They're community-minded. And they're also affordable because they know their clients. They know who lives and works in Winnipeg and who's going to spend money. I source all of my meat from Miller's. And I'm not sponsored by them in any way. I just... Like Miller's Meats? Miller's Meats. Sean Miller? (laughs) I love Sean. He's an awesome guy. He's so nice. The family is is fantastic. He is. But I can get like a pound of high... Like high quality ground beef that was ground that day for under four dollars. Yeah, literally, can they grind grind it right in front of you? Right. Yeah. I can get like homemade pork sausages that it's super affordable. That would be way better to serve my friends and my family than what I could get at a big box store. Have you tried their bacon? I have tried their bacon. Their bacon rules. You know it? what was weird about me? I don't actually normally like bacon, yeah. but that's like thick cut bacon. It yeah. cooks so well. Yeah. I could talk about Miller's all day. Yeah, it's good when it's crispy. Oh, just the crispy that's, bacon. That's. It's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of pork in general because it's affordable and delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think bacon's just the tip of the iceberg with that. But you can also do things like San Leon's Garden or like a CSA, a community-sponsored agriculture, where you put money in, you fund them for a little bit, and then you get a box of produce every week or every second yeah, week, depending on your awesome. needs. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Again. That will force you to be more creative. It will introduce you to some produce that you may or may not have used before. Right. Um, and it will just increase your cooking skills. You know what I like about you? Everything. Everything. Exactly <laughs> right. Enough said. Is that you're, you're writing a blog. A lot of people write blogs about things that they don't really do in real life. But you actually do do the things. You're I writing do. like, yes, you're kind of the things you experiment with, uh, yeah. the food that you make. You're giving people advice. And you actually, if someone went over to your house... You'd be doing that kind of stuff, right? Yes. I, I wouldn't be serving like veal cutlets and fancy, I don't even know, because I don't cook like that. Yep. I'm, I'm bare bones, but I'm creative and I'm really passionate about it too, mm-hmm. right? Like why wouldn't I want to make my life better and have more beer money? So, okay, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I'm just going to you know, do I it. I do like everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. All right, so let's talk about one of your recipes, right? right. The cheap and easy pork and zucchini lettuce wraps. Ooh, that almost came out like a rhyme how you said it. I know, I wrapped that girl, I wrapped it. I love it. Okay, (laughs) let's put it to a beat. Okay. (laughs) I can beatbox. You don't want that. (laughs) People won't listen to my show anymore. (laughs) Yeah, well, you'll lose uh, listeners. Um, So, right, again, back to preaching about ground pork. Um, Super affordable, but that's not the cornerstone of this recipe. There are some days where... You don't need leftovers. I'm a huge proponent for leftovers. You can cook for four, even though you're only feeding two, and you can have dinner the next day or jazz it up for lunch or what have you. It's great to be able to stock your freezer, Mm -hmm. but some days it just doesn't work. Uh, You don't need leftovers in some dishes. It just doesn't suit. So this is a great one. It's perfectly portioned for two, um, and it's honestly just a few bucks to make, and it's a fun, fresh recipe that gives you hopes of hot summer days. <laughs> yeah, oh, you need them in this city, right? <laughs> yeah. And really the main the main part of this dish is really pork and zucchini. So again, two super affordable almost like fillers. Yep. Um just, Yeah, cuz sometimes when you're eating certain things, if you're not full, all you're going to do is look for something else to eat. It's, just, it's got to fill you up. You, you, yeah, you have to fill you up. So that has that and has like the noodles, the vermicelli noodles in there wrapped up with some veggies and it's just a lot of flavor and it's really fun and again, you're not 
it's not a huge production to make this meal either. It's really basically a skillet that like a skillet type meal that you're throwing into lettuce. Like, right. come on, how yeah. easy can you get it's gravy? Yeah. Awesome. So what's in it? How do you make it? So again, this is for two people. So you're going to spend about a buck and a half on meat. That's because you nothing. only need a half a pound of ground pork. Again, if you're sourcing it correctly. Right. So not at those big box stores and you can't get half a pound of meat either. Right. Um, so about half a pound of meat, just a, a cup of zucchini, just finely diced. And again, don't buy one zucchini. That's another thing. When you think about recipes, look at the size of the zucchini. You might need two. You might need one. Um, so just some ginger and garlic. And then your normal, um, those types of flavors there, the soy sauce, the rice vinegar, the hoisin sauce, red peppers. So these are things that you probably will want in your pantry because you can just throw them together. Once you know those flavors go together, you can create dishes like this. Um, and then just a half a package of vermicelli noodles. Um, cook those, toss it in a little bit of canola oil. Um, and then once you have that meat mixture with your spices, you just pour it over or spoon it into, sorry, some iceberg lettuce and top it with peanuts and green onions. And Super it's easy. easy, fresh, vibrant, fun meal. I've doubled the recipe and I've served it to friends at a dinner party. It's just a fun, laid back, easygoing meal. Do you plan your, your, your week of meals? Like, do you have a day where you do, um, you know, meal planning for the week or do you find sometimes you do it on the fly or it depends on the week? It depends on the week. I like to think that I'm great and organized and I can do that, but I'm also a food blogger, so I have to test my own recipes multiple times before I put it online. Yeah. So I'm often eating the same dish a few days in a row with different tweaks and my freezer's full of things, so I can leverage that a little bit more than the mm -hmm. average person if they're not knee deep into this creative mess that I found myself in. <laughs> Your husband must eat like a king. He does. And oh, I often dude, send friends home with food just like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> My friend's stopping by every five minutes. It's awesome. Um, totally off topic. Go your, ahead. Your dinner at the Flight Club. How was it the other day? Uh, the Flight Club dinner was fantastic. I love the variety that they had mm -hmm. in their meals and in their dishes. And you could just tell that there was passion and excitement to be launching here in Winnipeg. Yeah, the chef, yeah. he seems very excited to very. talk about the stuff yeah. and just to serve it. And he was very proud about, you know, where he sourced it and how he made it and explained in detail. I really like that. Plus... God, I've never eaten that much food in my life. I don't know how we got through that meal. Oh. So we sat at the table together and uh, those servings, for one, were huge. Do you remember the lamb? The lamb was... The lamb was the... The, the, only, oh. thing, the only thing I got to say is I wish the lamb came sooner because by the time yes. we got it, I was so full, I didn't appreciate it like I would have if it was my first bite. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was... Crazy good. It was crazy good. And, and the fried chicken. And oh, it was actually phenomenal. And I don't think I ate until dinner the next day. Yeah, insane. <laughs> um, I was looking forward to the lamb mainly because that's all you talked about from the first course is, look, they got lamb. See, I'm Wait, cheap. I lamb? can't afford <laughs> lamb. So I was like, I'm having lamb. They're bringing out lamb. They're bringing out lamb. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, so let's give people some, um, some basic uh, information regarding... Your blog name, your website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I know you. I know you do it all. It's crazy. I do it all. I'm I'm annoying on social media. No, you're not. <laughs> no, that's what social media is for. All, all right, right, that's good. So yeah, I'm Peppers and Pennies at peppersandpennies.com, and uh, my handle for everything is Peppers and Pennies. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Find me on LinkedIn. Even I'm I'm everywhere. Are you on LinkedIn for Peppers and Pennies? I share half my work stuff, half Peppers and Pennies. Uh, yeah. Wow. A lot of my links on C for CTV and stuff yep. are on there and may as well. Do you cheat on me with CTV? I do. How dare you? Actually, I kind of cheat on them with you. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'll accept that answer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs>
That was Amanda Cortez from Peppers and Pennies. You can check out our website at peppersandpennies.com for more tasty recipes that don't cost a lot of money. Gianti Sharma from Salisbury House on the main ingredient after the break. Welcome back to the main ingredient. I am Kevin Bergen. Salisbury House, I'm sure you've heard by now it's under new ownership. Well, their new executive chef, Jayanti Sharma, is here to fill us in on all the great things that are happening at this long-time great local eating spot. Jayanti. <laughs> are hmm? we recording right now? We are recording right now. <laughs> Jayanti Sharma. Okay, so how many text messages, emails, Facebook messages, Instagram messages have we exchanged before you're actually in that chair? Man, it's been like... <laughs> It's it's probably been a year. <laughs> it has been. Isn't this kind of crazy? Like yeah, because I mean, like we, I don't even remember how how we even met. I All even I remember know. is just that there's always food involved. There's always. Or there's it's me. Always beer. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's how we yeah, like that would be me. <laughs> but like like you and I, we've just been like social media fiends to each other. He's. He's my best friend on social media, guys. <laughs> I am, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and when I get the chance to be in front of him, I'm like, yay! Which is so bizarre, because I'm like, hey, you've been here before. And you're like, actually, I haven't. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? I live in your dreams. Okay, so... We're going we're gonna to focus here, and we're going to talk about you a little bit, sister, okay? Okay. We're going to talk about... Um, how food and cooking have played a major role in your life. Then we'll dive into sales. Cool? All right. All right. I like it. I like it. How did you get into um, cooking and food to start? Well, to make a short story long. Um, <laughs> You're going to give me the Coles Notes version, I know, right? right? <laughs> I, I was always that super weird kid who just, uh, I didn't know how to throw a house party. You know, like, where you just show up with your own, like, booze and just hang out and do whatever with each other. I was just like, no, it's, like, got to have hors d'oeuvres and appetizers. Oh, and you like, just got to organize everything. Exactly, just, you know what I mean? So like, prissy. control. <laughs> 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 and, like, it just, you know, that's but that's the world I grew up in. Mm -hmm. Like, in the culture that I grew up in, we're in Barbados, like, watching my mother invite chefs into our home who like catered and stuff i saw this world outside of outside of the kitchen that was it looked so spectacular being able to absorb a, a people's emotions through your food through your work uh, little did I know how much they would absorb <laughs> take everything <laughs> like it uh you know, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful start to a journey because my parents were foodies. We explored. We didn't just stick within West Indian or East Indian region. You know, food. Food. We explored. My mother taught me how to make pasta when I was like eight, and it was just food was always a thing. Right. It's it's rare though for a specific culture to venture out of their culture. No, you're you're a hundred percent right about that, and that was what. What was so unique about my family is that they invited multiple cultures. My father, like, you know, he studied so many different religions, spoke to me so many different languages and passed that on to us. And that's why we like as collective as a family speak so many different languages and study so many different cultures. 
because we are obsessed with like the the acquisition of knowledge mm-hmm. of it's procuring yeah no not at all like procuring people's like ideals and food because like at the base of it all like the food culture um it's it's all f- it's a family unit mm-hmm. And so we've always treated it like that. We have family dinner every Sunday and every diff- every Sunday we're eating something different, like some other culture, like some other experimentation that I've done or my mother's concocted of some sort. So where's this family dinner? <clears throat> the address, please. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> Who's this guy? And, and it's uh, like, it's know. like, it's totally open <laughs> to like, you know, like we, we, my, my family created a culture of just like inviting whoever strays be welcome to this table because that's just, that's what food does is it brings people together. It totally does. And Weird, like, huh? that's, most of like all my pop-up dinners that I've ever done exploring this world. And that's why like Sal's was such a beautiful concept to me is because it was so like, like indoctrinated into like family values Mm -hmm. of sharing meals together. And I love family style for that because um, so many cultures have family style where you can share the same pot, like same pot of food and stick your hand in the same thing. Like it's just, it's amazing to me that you can break down walls like that because the vulnerability of that of sticking your hand in the same like curry. Billy just went to the washroom and I saw him. He didn't wash his hands. <laughs> now we're like all you, nasty. Like, you gotta trust. You gotta trust people. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, so let's dive into uh, Salisbury House. Okay. Cool. Manitoba institution for eighty-five years. Yeah. Recently changed ownership. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your role and the direction of Sal's moving forward. Well, my role specifically, it stands as the corporate chef for Salisbury House and the uh, spokesmodel for the organization. You know, we, when we took over this business, we, it was a, a long process to build trust in understanding and respect of what we were taking over mm-hmm. you know this is a stewardship it's not an ownership there was something that was built that was in like you know indoctrinated into society that has become a part of people's stories within manitoba and even farther than that you know there's so many people who come here who come here and know to come to sales because it is a manitoba institution so it's touch it's such all of canada in my opinion. For sure. No, I, I don't disagree. Okay, so obviously CGOB, an institution also. Mm-hmm. A lot of the CGOB listeners are Sal's customers. Mm-hmm. So when they hear that, uh, when people usually hear that something has changed ownership, they assume change and assume that they may not like those changes. But uh, you, you guys know that that's not the case. Of course, you introduce new things, but you know that there's things that are taking place, ideas that are coming up that are going to be... They're going to rock Sal's in Winnipeg, right? Yeah. It's a, for, for a lot of the, the world here, like within Winnipeg, it's been accepted that change is just a part of society. We have been really welcomed into a family that has known each other for a really long time at Sal's. And they gave us an opportunity to, you know, take cells into the future 
with the younger gen- like generation opening us up to having a beer campaign like you know like we're having beer going into every cell so that you can just come in an afternoon and chill and have a draft and being able to explore more into the dinner market being able to uh like go through those kinds of changes you know we maybe we anticipated that it would be a little bit rough just because you know we didn't want people to think that we were trying to change what we were in our in our core values you know we're about manitoba products we're about locally made locally supported and being true to form in the fact that we're fresh every single day and you know none of that has changed so we are like living in a world where you know people are moving along with us because they want to see us stick around and that's that's a pretty cool thing to see is just like there's so many people who have been here like since the beginning of sad like, like, like literally like yeah, yeah like <laughs> literally <laughs> it's crazy and um who have seen it like through the like the last 50 years of progression and they they want to see it stay around they want to see other families enjoy this and you know, and see us win. So, like, the the change can be a little bit startling sometimes, but at the end of the day, like, it's it's for the better of the brand to grow, to make sure that we stay and that we stay true to our values. For sure. Everything grows. The, the city changes and grows. You as a person change mm-hmm. and grow. So, of course, a company itself has to change and grow mm-hmm. with it. Otherwise, it won't be around. We're taking a break. A short one and talking more about Sal's when the main ingredient returns. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to the main ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. I'm here with Jayanti Sharma from Salisbury House Restaurants. It's funny that you mentioned supporting local and local ingredients and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 really taken off in the last th- three to five years where you guys, that's kind of been, it's, it's not new to you. That's, no, no, That's what Sal's has always done, right? And that is that is something that we kind of like when we when we really looked at it, we're just like, how how did we not ever you know advertise something that we have been a part of since since the beginning? Well, it's almost like as you're saying that you know how, how we not advertise it's it's almost like doesn't everybody do that? A- exactly. Like you're, you're saying you do yeah. that, but isn't that the way it's supposed to be? A- exactly. Like all of our products, like we are. We are firm believers in having like Manitoba products. Like for 85 years, it's been Manitoba beef with no fillers, with no additives, nothing, just straight meat as the nip meat. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all Manitoba product. And it always been there. Always, it's always been, always been that available. Way. Exactly, and like same down to the potatoes, like. We are very, very, like, much in, like, the local-centric, I guess, is, like, the best term for it, that every aspect of um, cells we are trying to uh, to make, to, to employ people from Manitoba to make sure that we are supporting the local economy, that we're growing even down to our potatoes, like, our potatoes are Manitoba potatoes, our fish, like, with our fish campaign that's launching, like, this coming Monday on March 5th, we're rolling out um, like very particular items mm-hmm. that are Manitoba local centric. And one of the things to say is that we're not necessarily farm to plate anymore, mm-hmm. but it's lake to plate. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, we are doing, um, rolling out three items. We're rolling out a 
pike chowder mm-hmm. because pike is probably one of the most underestimated fish out of mm-hmm. like out of uh, all northern Manitoba. People like I've heard stories of people just like killing the fish because they think they're just going to eat the pickerel or whatever it is, or it was too difficult to deal with because of the bones. But we've like we've gotten to know all of our fishermen up north and made personal relationships where we can find people who will fillet this stuff in a very unique way to make sure they get like, all the meat out to make pike chowder. We're using a white fish um, to do a fish and uh, a Fort Gary dark beer. Uh, battered fish and chips. Oh, nice. And you said beer and you got my attention. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Fort Gary Ooh. is our partner who we love and adore. Uh, and they're going to be a part of like that dish. And it's just, it makes like the recipe I whipped up for the beer batter. It's just going to be unbelievable. I can't believe you didn't make any for me tonight. <laughs> you got to come down to the test kitchen. You got to try it out. <laughs> um, but you're right. I totally, I'm sorry I didn't bring my I'll fryer. Tell you. <laughs> on. <laughs> I'll remember next time. Um, but yeah, we're going to be rolling out our, like, we're doing a test on house cut fries. Um, okay, we know Sal's has many locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned previously that one is going to be a test kitchen, which you're yeah. going to introduce those three new dishes. So our test kitchen is located on 959 Henderson Highway. You know, we picked that one just because it was a little bit un- underestimated. It is... In somewhere where a lot of, like, the local community goes towards. It's almost like a secret, the local community. Exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're it's a secret. secret on where they go, right? So it's, it's a great place to test because we have people who are true to our brand. And actually and very those are who we want to impress. Right, we right. want to impress the people who love us already. Yeah. We're just like, let's blow your minds with what we've got. So uh, that's that's where we're doing it. We put our first set of taps in there, and we just got approved for our liquor license there. <laughs> so we're gonna so be beer? rolling. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be rolling on Friday. <laughs> I'm super pumped. But it'll pair beautifully with the beer batter, awesome. <laughs> fish and chips on Monday. Um, and so we're super pumped about that. And again, that is that's all local itself too. Like we are supporting supporting um, local. Uh, like, like the beer community, we want to support everybody who's like got something to to do with it. Uh, it's, there's a lot. It, it's not like no. there's one or two people or one or two products to choose from. Manitoba has like oh, dude, there's tons, and like we've we've gone through tours and everything like that. And you know, we've got a couple uh, rotating taps, but there's things that we're definitely like we're going to be true to. But everything is going to continue to be local. We're actually in the process of developing our own beer. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the name uh, You know, is, I, I can help you out. I can yeah. help you test and taste. Yeah, you can. T- <laughs> I can taste and taste. <laughs> um, it's really not a problem. I'll, no. I'll sacrifice taking for the team. Uh, it's um, the logo. I'm just, I'm super excited about it. We're calling it the Red Roof Lager. Oh, nice. And it's being developed by our business partners, uh, Fort Gary Brewing. Yep. And we're really, really excited about it. Breakfast and lunch was typically the main focus of Sal's historically, but now you're expanding into the dinner market, right? So mm-hmm. maybe we can talk about that. So that is a territory that we've always had in part of our menu, but we 
haven't really focused on it mm-hmm. like you know most of the the emphasis of cells was always on breakfast and like lunch so the organization coming from a kind of uh, nighttime dinner crowd we we understand that world and we want to grow into that world because we see the possibilities of it um we are talking about you know you know having like all of our beer in every single family uh restaurant that we have and (laughs) i'm giving you the thumbs up (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like the dinner market we don't we don't want to detract from the fact that like we appreciate sales for what is in its heart which is a a beautiful beautiful diner that does fresh scratch-made food every single day like that is unheard of in a chain for Mm. something to happen like Mm. that and um, we want to provide something like that as an option for dinner, you know? Like, when you, you don't just have to come in the afternoon and have a couple beers with, like, the nip that you're having. You can come in and have a half rack or a full rack of, like, smoked ribs that we do in-house. And, you know, it's, uh, like, or have a pickerel dinner or, like, a beautiful basket of manitoba white fish like fish or beer batter fish and chips and have it with a pint like why not have that as an option for dinner food come absolutely on. especially for the price point man like Crazy this good. place is insane <laughs> <laughs> for prices i'm like everybody my age can eat there <laughs> we can afford it guys <laughs> especially the beer prices it's gonna blow your mind <laughs> the true, true winnipeg prices right yeah like yeah <laughs> which is awesome so next week march 5th is when the the test dishes come out. Yes, and like periodically, they're all they're they're going to be rolling out different ones. Like summer, we're gonna come out with a bunch of different things. We just came off of like three different tests. So this Monday, March fifth, we're gonna be rolling out our, uh, you know, um, Manitoba like Northern Lake fish campaign. So we are going to be promoting like three different kinds: pickerel, pike, and white Manitoba whitefish. To you, you can find it at the test location um, on Henderson 959. And come and just, like, let us know. Be a part of what builds our menu because, mm-hmm. like, your input is what matters. That's why we have the test kitchen is so that you can come, try the food, and if you love it, tell me you love it because then let's move on, put it on the menu, right. and then just come eat at our restaurant, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like you know, I, you're, you're a shy one. You really have to speak your mind. You know? you always hold it inside. I'm not going to hold any secrets from you guys. You I guys promise. are hilarious. You're hilarious That's awesome. Um, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. So you have to promise me that you're going to return every couple of months to tell me what's going to go in that test kitchen. Oh, we've got... Yeah, we've got so many plans. Trust me, you're going to get sick of me. Nope. And then maybe I'll come by next week and, you know... Let's eat everything. Let's, let's eat just everything. let's just eat everything. Okay, uh, perfect. Thanks, man. <laughs> Little does she know, I actually will eat everything. That was Jayanti Sharma from Salisbury House Restaurants, keeping us updated on all the great things they have coming up for us. Thanks to my guest today, and thank you especially for tuning into the main ingredient here on 680 CJOB. I will talk to you next week. This is 680 CJOB.